0: The following podcast is part of the Carbon Question Project. The project's been funded by the federal government through the National Land Care Program. It's an initiative of the Northwest Local Land Services in collaboration with Think Tank Farming and Northern Slopes Land Care. For more information about the project, please find us on Facebook at The Carbon Question or check out our blog at www.carbonquestion.com. I just thought I'd give a brief introduction to the following podcast. It was a conversation between quite a few people and Gabe Brown, and we had a very short space of time in which to kind of pick his brain with regards to what we should do with the Carbon Question Project. So in this conversation is Peter and Rachel Dorney, Sal and Craig Foreman, Craig Carter, Colin Sice and Gabe Brown. So that's the voices you will hear Now it was shot in a paddock, we didn't have any opportunity to record anything inside, so we just had to work with what we had. So some of the conversation's in the paddock, some of it's in the car, but the whole point of it was that we thought we would record it because we thought what came out of the conversation might be relevant or interesting to other people. Okay, so enjoy.
1: The biggest thing is you're going to have to educate producers on how soil functions. How do how do you grow soil? And we grow soil. We grow topsoil. The biggest, oh, how do I say this? The way to grow topsoil, you have to, you absolutely have to have mycorrhizal fungi because that's the, they secrete glomalin, which starts the formation of soil particles. So you've got to have mycorrhizal fungi. What's the most detrimental thing to mycorrhizal fungi? Number one is tillage. Number two is synthetic fertilizers. Three is herbicide, etc. Now I'm not saying eliminate all those, of course. But just realize that's how soil functions. I was disappointed in this paddock right now that we were in and that he doesn't have the soil aggregation I would like to see, which tells me that even though it's been in perennial grass, I I, I need to see his... uh, Fungal ratios in there, I can smell it, and I can tell you he's higher in bacteria than he is in fungal, You know, I'll what, be amazed. You can
0: tell not. that from the smell. I can tell
1: by smelling it. Yeah, that's when,
0: very cool. When you've done <laughs>
1: enough of this, you just know. But but, he's moving in the right direction. You know, there, he's got a lot of good things. You can see fungi actually in the soil, and a lot of good positives. So don't get me wrong. Carbon levels, organic matter is increasing, so that's great. But to educate your producers and to get this working you're going to have to understand how soil functions. And how soil functions, the other thing mycorrhizal fungi need is they have to have a living root in the ground all the time. So the big problem, and that's why I was quizzing you on wheat and then nothing until the next wheat, you're just killing the mycorrhizal fungi because they don't have anything to live on. So in my mind right away I'm going, okay, what's, what do they do? And you mentioned the difficulty seeding through the residue. Well, then the next option becomes how do we seed a legume in with the wheat in order that it's growing and living once that wheat comes off. You so know. at the
0: same time, or yeah,
1: and that's how I do it. I seed it at the same time.
0: So that basically, that's something that will be the a cover. etc. Like a clover, a low crop yeah. that yep. you can yep. harvest. You know, with a up.
1: subterranean clover, some type of white clover, etc., etc. Yeah. The thing is, you're yes. gonna have. It's gonna. You know, you won't be able to use a broadleaf herbicide. In it, yeah. You know. So you gotta. You got have to realize that. You know. So so that's an option the other option is how do we get in there immediately following a wheat harvest and get get a living cover growing and it has to be something that's mycorrhizal friendly so a clover an oat you know i mean obviously you're gonna go you're gonna go at that time you're gonna go into your hot time of year correct yeah okay so then it has to be something that's heat tolerant cow peas uh mung beans uh you know, guar or something. Now you mentioned, uh, um, you know, they're going to go to chickpeas next, but I'm thinking you're better off. The big thing is, if your organic matter levels are that low, that's the first thing you concentrate on, is how do I recycle carbon? Because all soil is built around carbon. And if you don't have carbon, I mean, if you have organic matter levels less than one, you've, you've got to just focus on carbon. So... Chickpeas may not be the thing to use there, you know. Uh,
0: we see a tendency for people to grow what's
1: whatever's going to make is, yeah. mo- the most money that yeah. year. But yeah. I contend, you know, you need to ask them, are you going to farm one year or you want to farm ten years? Now, how it is back in the States, most guys are just all oh, they're concerned about is surviving one more year, yeah. you know, because yeah. there's no profit in it. You yeah. know, our prices are severely depressed right now as compared to yours. You know, but uh, so I warn you, it's coming. You know, but uh, uh, we, you have to set up this trial so that you have something living and growing at all times. Now, I would love to come in following wheat with with a multi-species cover, but by that, I'm not talking these 15-way mixes. You're not ready for that. If you can do, even do four or five things, it'll be good.
0: The only problem with that is we would need some suggestions to keep it not cost-prohibitive. Yeah. Because... Um,
1: well, uh-huh. but the, yeah, the thing of it is, is and I can, I'll can, i be showing a little bit of results tomorrow. Like just for a group, we've got data from in the States, just growing a cover for um, a matter of uh, four or five months... Over $100 savings in fertilizer costs the next year. So to say it's cost prohibitive, I realize seed's expensive
2: Yeah, So you use
1: what's available. But sorghum sedan's not that expensive. Millet's not that expensive. And those are relatively available to you. Cow peas or something like that, some warm season legumes. So we can build a cover um, relatively. And then the matter is... You know, I would hope they would put livestock on those covers and graze. So that is sorry, that's part of our program. We're actually half of it is actually gonna have a cover crop in it. Good. And half of that half is gonna be grazed and the other bit's gonna be brown manure. Whether that's the right thing to do, gay or not. I I think it depends on how much is available to you. Yep. You know, you don't you don't wanna be using it as an example and then it's not available to people you know so that's fine the thing is though when you graze it the way to do it is to just one bite one uniform bite and move on because and do it when it's actively growing because then it's going to pump the most carbon into the soil and you'll notice the bigger uh, a bigger bang for the buck so to speak by doing
0: so you're thinking we need four or five species
1: yeah and make them species that are reasonable. Uh, I would not unless they have an infiltration problem I would leave the brassicas and the daikon radish and that out simply because the one they're, they're a bit costly but they're not gonna have the association with mycorrhizal fungi you know they just uh, brassicas don't form that association generally so
0: do we have an infiltration problem?
1: What is your infiltration rate? Have you done tests? You'd
0: have to ask Uh, my wife. Or Craig, I think Craig went up and did the testing on that
1: one. Okay. Yeah, now there's two ways to look at it. See, I can either design a mix for you that's going to take care of your residue problem, because the residue problem just means lack of life in the soil, Mm -hmm. wrong carbon-nitrogen ratio. The trouble is, if I put together a cover crop in order to cycle that residue through, you're going to lose carbon. You won't gain it. You know, we've got a, it's kind of an issue there. So I would rather stimulate soil life and we do that with diversity and yeah. and focusing on carbon.
0: We were talking about crimping the stubble. The stubble you? after wheat harvest? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there'd be much benefit to that. I really don't. You know, the problem is there's just not soil life. So, crimping it, will it speed it up? Yes, but it's gonna be so minute it isn't gonna You know, I'm not don't get me wrong, I'm not being critical and throwing cold water, but the big thing is we gotta get life in the soil first. Yeah, right. And the um, only way to get life is to pump root exudates in there.
0: We would like the fastest, most effective way of doing this. Yep. So yep. if you can tell us that, yep, we will listen. Growth. <laughs>
2: Yes. You gotta
1: have something living, growing on the time. I'm not going tell you anything from a nutrient standpoint. You know, it's all going to depend on, on what life you have. The, the thing you know is, this is a double disc opener. Yep. You will not get through near as much residue with this. Yep. It just won't. That's why it actually will be better with this implement to st- seed with a crop standing before. Mm-hmm. You're going to get better seed soil contact there than you will after they've grazed. Yeah, yep. okay, yep, right, yep. Because the double disc, you've got them right, they're offset and it makes sense, you know. I like it because it's cheap, that's, yeah. that's why I like it. Well this, this I suppose, with all the frigging around
3: and the adjustment, because the original seed box, you know, that sat down there, yeah. and everything was all horribly bent up and crippled and Jim used to swear at me 15 or 20 times a day when he would drive around. So we just lifted it up that much, and it just seems to be working that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the one thing you've
1: got that the disc on there, or whatever you want to call it. That will cut. That's called better a disc. Than yeah. Than yeah. Yeah. It's
4: called the units. The innards, The o-
3: yeah. the opener's uh, 990 bucks. Okay, that's not bad for that. Yeah. Um, and then there was just the RHS threaded rod plates. Yeah. And a bit of steel to lift that up and. The cups.
5: Yeah. If you're going to have double discs to have it standing rather than laying down, because one of our yeah. ideas was to crimp. We just discussed that,
0: yeah. this in the car. Oh, rage. Right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. But, but, but the reason being, with most <laughs> no. most double disc openers, now the, the, what do you call that? Wavy one? <laughs> I want to get uh, the right uh, terminology. Scalloped. Scalloped? Okay. That will cut better. Mm-hmm. but the double disc openers just cannot if your residue's land down they're going to push it into the trench yep. you know yep. whereas mine see i got that firmer and then the disc just slicing it's okay. not going to unless yeah, it's real yeah. wet or damp residue it's yeah. not going to do that yeah, okay. you know so in that case there's nothing wrong with this machine just realize you, it's going to work way better if the if the crop you're seeding into is standing there yeah. and and cuz then it'll go you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll answer this in the group, the question that was in the vehicle. What is the fastest way to jumpstart the system?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hands down, and I'll be showing that in the presentation tomorrow, hands down is two full years of covers on covers grazing them. You know? And okay. the other thing is, I can generate with proper grazing management more profit that way than through a cash grain crop. So it's not like they're foregoing. But if you want to do a trial, we'll go ahead. If you really want to do a trial, <laughs> just take a paddock and do this. Just do two years of covers on covers. So, kind you know.
5: Kind winter, summer, winter, summer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, when I'll, do, I do it in my environment and I only have 120 frost free days. Yeah. Okay. And I'm still doing a cover on a cover, you know, multiple grazings on them. Yeah. And then, so you're more or less, you've got four diverse cover crop mixes because you're not going to seed the same thing. Yeah. Eat the second year that you seeded the first now you might seed a species of two the same but you're going to have as much diversity as possible pumped into that landscape mm. onto that paddock in a two-year period by grazing it while it's growing you're going to be pumping maximum carbon because yeah. the plants will be going <laughs> so you'll jump start soil biology <coughs> yep. plus with all the dung urine everything else yeah. I would also really hope it's higher stock density you're going through there with, well, yeah. you know, multiple sort of moves. Stock density,
2: yeah, would
1: you I like using half a million pounds per acre or greater, you know, on that. So what does
0: and that look out to be, sorry? Yeah. Almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> um, well, it's 2.2, two
1: so, you know, um,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> at... Do we have
0: to borrow a cow? Well,
1: you'd be at, you'd be at like... Uh, uh, 200,000 K
3: Yeah. Which that's is an average
0: speed?
3: Five hundred kilos line. to the cows, four hundred cows ogre. to the ogre Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which is where are bad yeah, I know. I was <laughs> going to say we, we, we can
0: we do, do it. <laughs> yeah. The ride.
3: other, the one thing that I find that everybody who starts talking about these, the the much higher densities of stock, is the one part of the equation they leave out is how long.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why it's it's like when it's we're doing that, we're doing five to six moves per day. Now, what I say is, starting out with a trial, go to once a day. Just, But but then you're going to back way off on that <coughs> density. You're not going to be running them because there will be nothing left. It won't regrow. Yeah. We want that plant to regrow yeah. to yeah. pump that exudate. So you might want to back off. I'm just saying don't set stock at only two cows an acre or something. That That's not going to do any good. You know, and that's something we can, Colin can help you with, work that out. Yeah. But... You grow four cover crops. Do a PLFA. I imagine that's what kind of biology test you're doing.
2: Yeah, We'll you know, show you it. Yeah, so,
1: okay. Mm. You do that test before and you do it at the end of two years, you're going to be amazed at the difference. Then you roll back into your cash crop. And what you're really doing is priming that soil because you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing Craig's doing. you do the same thing Colin's doing. You're pumping maximum diversity root exudates into that soil. Yeah. And that's what people got to get out of their mind. Oh, I'm not going to have any cash crop. I'm going to go broke. Yeah. I'll make way more money grazing usually than anybody will make a grain farming, unless it's a specialty crop, yeah. you know, with decent management. Because you can, you can really crank the weights out. I don't care if we're talking sheep or cattle or whatever the case yeah.
0: may be. So just going back, when you are saying to plant a clover in with the wheat, Yeah. Um, and then you take the wheat off, obviously... Do you plant something else into the clover? No,
1: the clover will be growing. The biggest problem I see there, just in what little drive Colin and I coming up here, I think the weed pressure is going to stop you from doing that. The weed? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because most guys are spraying for broadleaf weed, you know, so that you won't be able to do that. When you get into intercropping, you better really have your ducks in a row, because if you get a weed problem, you're going to wipe out all the clover, because you're going to spray for the yeah, but that weed, So
0: how do we get to that point?
1: Yeah, just what I said, the two years of cover and yeah. And, it, you know, since it is a demo,
2: yeah,
1: it's worth doing just yeah. to show people. Mm. The other thing is you've got to no-till. I mean, if you're going to till it, forget it. Don't even do the trial. You're wasting your time and mine. Yeah. You know, it's got to be no-till. Yeah.
2: That, well, that's not, just plain and it, simple. So. Right. Yeah,
1: it just has to be otherwise. <laughs> the tillage is just too destructive to mycorrhizal yeah. fungi in, yeah. Yeah. you know. And the other thing is... You know, depending on how degraded the soil is. Soil's like a drug addict. If it's used to synthetic fertilizer, you can't expect to grow these magnificent covers without any. So you may have to use some synthetic starting out. But don't go a full blown because right? 'cause it'll yeah. just it'll just kill mycorrhizal fungi. But realize if you're putting some nutrients on, it's gonna be stored in the cover crop. And then cycled back via biology. So you're not mm-hmm. going to lose it. You no. know, It'll be there in the system. Yeah. But sometimes you got to add it starting out in order to grow something.
2: Yeah, you know? kickstart it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 But it's
1: not much, right, yeah. Colin? You... Um,
0: what are your thoughts on biostimulants?
1: Yeah, what I say is it'd be worth having in a trial. Yeah. I, in building my system, I never used any of it. The livestock were the stimulant. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not opposed uh, to doing a plot where you're no stimulants and then have some in there yeah. if it's that degraded if you're less than 1% organic matter if you if there's a reputable company um, you know the best thing to be it'd be to use like worm juice or something and inject mm. it in because yeah. that's just a natural you well, know I did a biofit
5: course and they use uh, like they basically go collect cow manure and brew it and then anaerobically and then go and
2: put that okay. out
1: well, that's and really that would depend, language. were those livestock poured with dewormers, porons, all that kind of stuff? Because if they were, yeah. it's going to have a negative effect,
2: yeah, yeah.
5: you know, yeah, so yeah.
1: you got to be really careful if you're doing that.
5: Yeah. But well, I'd rather I, just I, use the Well, he, they livestock. were sort of promoting that you're using your biology, so yeah. whatever's in your cows, Yeah, but, if,
1: that but, but if, if Yeah, but, but if, you, you treated know, them, yeah. if you're treating yeah. your livestock, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's a guy.
6: Well, I've, our country's run down, had been <laughs> grown, grew wheat years ago, no fertiliser, had no fertiliser, it's just been let go back to grass country. Perfect. Um, That's perfect, good. perfect place for trial. No, yeah.
1: oh, but it's also, it's also good yeah. because that soil will actually be more advanced than you think. Yeah. 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 Because it hasn't had the synthetics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
6: but it's hard, like, and as we said, we're farming mm. down throughout yeah. the subsoil, yeah, um, you know
2: we've, we've talked
6: anything. about pasture cropping like pasture cropping multi-species cool. in it like mm-hmm. Craig's doing here to get the mm-hmm. diversity going. Saffron thistles is one thing like we've got a lot of old dead dead grass sort of there so it's probably like, well it's not plains grass, well,
5: what is wire, wire, wire grass, grass yeah. I yeah,
6: yeah.
2: Um,
6: what would crimping do to things like sass and thistles things along those lines, just to roll it onto the ground and get it in contact with the ground. It,
4: yeah. Go ahead. It, it does kill them. but why worry about it? Yeah. I mean, what's the purpose of your, of pasture cropping or cover cropping it? Is, it? is it more from a kickstart soil health or, or, or we'll generate stock we'll,
6: get, we'll actually start to get some grasses back into the, into yeah, the community right. because there's not a lot of grasses yeah. there. Because it's yeah. all, it's either weeds or nothing, sort of. Yeah. There's a lot of bare ground. Yep. so my idea was to sort of try and use that, like, use that what's growing there to put it back on top of the soil yeah. and start to incorporate it without actually digging it into the soil with, yep. you know, yep.
1: offsets. But, you know, I would have to say, I mean, unless it's a massive amount, I wouldn't even bother with yeah. it because two-thirds of your organic matter increase is going to come from roots. So people that get too often think organic matter is the material on
4: top. No, yeah, that is very, have, very. No no, to you have the same idea.
1: You know, you're yeah. better
4: off growing something. Yeah. In relation to your saffron thistle, mixes, we're using things like daikon radishes and that to break up some compaction yeah. you know, layers.
2: Yeah.
4: That's exactly what those saffron thistles oh, do. They've yeah. got a big taproot on them. Yeah. Yeah. and they from a soil health point of view, they'll do a great job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. There's a few reasons not to worry too much about. them. if you're going to try to grow a grain crop or something, you might have something with them. But if it's a forage crop, put, yeah, just for general forage and improved soil, health. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. I just, I was just wondering. One, two
6: two, like I yeah. understand they've got a tap root and they're doing oh, a job yeah. in the soil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I keep saying that to oh. people I've got. I don't have. Cover crop. So. <laughs>
2: oh, that's good. No, well, that's good. That's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there, right. so if you I get the right so, cows, yeah. they'll be edible. Well, there's very su- few things that are. not Yeah, well, it's yeah, surprising yeah,
6: exactly. our cows are learning to eat marshmallow at the moment, so. <laughs> and they love it in places. But I was just thinking, is that a way of? I know that taproot's doing a great job, but is it a way of turning that? L- bit of organic matter that it's punching out on the top Mm. into a mulch or something like that. No, no, the
1: livestock will do it. I I wouldn't. I'd be more concerned about growing things. Every opportunity should be taken. You have to have a plant growing at all times. That's the whole secret to my operation is just to have something growing. I grow things, you know, our first killing frost in the fall is September 10th about right around there. And we will freeze then every other night from that till October, then we're gonna freeze every night. I can have living plants up until mid-November, even though we froze 50 times, because the soil's so healthy and I'm collecting sunlight. And that's the whole key to my operation. How much sunlight can I pump into the soil? And that's it, just grow things. You have to grow things. And that's what just blew my mind driving over here is, the Number of fields where there's nothing growing, yeah. you know, well, they're out
0: there spraying to it to that end. Farm. We do have another site which is broadacre, they don't have any animals in yep. their system.
2: Yep.
0: So, for them to justify growing something, mm-hmm. it's got to be pretty economical seed wise. Per yeah,
1: but see, they're not thinking long term, yeah. They're not thinking they the first thing you have to do is educate people how soil functions, yeah, yeah. because. Uh, like I said on the way over here we've got, uh, and I'll have it in the presentation tomorrow, but just four months of growing a plant $113 worth of fertilizer that pumped into the soil and P&K in that biomass. So, for them to say oh, they can't afford it, can't well, what? You're going to go write a check for fertilizer then. You know, you're not thinking it through in that, and that's the big thing, the hard thing, is education. So, I, I strongly encourage you on your sites to Find the right person who's willing to. to oh, yeah, do that we, and, and grow we do. Yeah. 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 These are just
5: questions that we'll get asked. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand
1: that. And that's yeah. why it's all about education on how yeah. soil functions yeah. Yeah. and how the nutrient cycle works.
5: And the other the other thing we sort of see is plant available water. So, it, yeah. what we've been drilled into us is you have to have it fallow, nothing growing, mm-hmm. so that you can increase yeah. your plant Keep your moisture. available water. Yeah. Okay. Keep your
1: moisture. Now, so, how do you increase the water holding capacity of your soil?
0: Well, I know this. But. Well, yeah. If we, if we increase our <laughs> we'll organic matter. Okay, time. how do you increase organic
1: matter? Grow
5: <laughs>
1: Okay. So, see, so, they're so never going to get anywhere. We
5: that, right. that's what we need to show you.
1: Yep. Yeah. The problem is they'll never, <laughs> ever get anywhere. They'll always be in that mindset, and their water holding capacity will only be that amount. They'll never increase
0: it. Well, yeah. we realize that so, that's a really important trigger. Maybe. Oh, it is. It's the curve. So, what moisture. you show so them. that's actually what we've changed yep. our trial <laughs> testing to focus more on is like post-harvest moisture testing pre-sowing moisture testing with the cover crop in between yeah, to go. demonstrate
1: that it, see it isn't going to matter to them because they they're wasting they think they're storing all this moisture that falls yeah. they're storing very little because yeah. they their buckets only so big yeah. so that's exactly the right thing to do i yeah. commend you on that that's yeah. perfect test it grow the cover test it again you'll show them that's what we had to do back home early on and then
4: after that it became a mute point
2: yeah you know
4: it just people realize hey yeah just something in relation to that the first thing you'll start to change is soil structure so find a way that you can monitor the change in soil structure make those cover
1: crops economical yeah. What's mostly yeah. available, you know, for the season, <laughs> I yeah. we, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The brown midrib yeah. sorghum sedan will be relatively inexpensive, millets yeah. will be, <laughs> yeah. and then some type of clovers during or cowpeas or during whatever warm season. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it to that. You don't need these 20 tron- species mixes um, starting no. out yeah. 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 you know? Yeah. What yeah.
5: that's what you're at, aren't you? you, you to go
1: 20? Uh, you know no, um, there's certain times I'll use 15 to 20, but the majority of my covers are in the 8 to 10 species now. You know, but in saying that, the majority of them are going to be you ask yourself what's your resource concern, what are you focusing on, and that's what the majority of species will be. A lot of mine, they might be like 15 species, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are like a quarter pound of this pollinator, a yeah. quarter pound, so you I know, it's very minute. Peppering. Just, peppering. just because I want to, yeah. we're, we're focused on insects and all yeah. that so yeah. much. Yeah. So you and know.
5: that's where I think we're lacking. We, yeah. we don't know, you know, to, I don't know, to plant down grass. Well, we'll
2: what's that doing? Yeah, that's yeah. well, yeah. increasing.
1: Your grasses down. will build organic matter faster. Yeah. There's proven research that shows that sorghum sedan grass grazed during the growing season. Yeah. One bite, then allowed to regrow triple root mass. Two-thirds of your organic matter increase, carbon's going to come from roots. So, yeah. pump it in. Yeah. But that's why I don't want you too high a stock density in that yeah. you're yeah. flattening yeah. everything. Because you no. want it to regrow and pump that carbon. Yeah.
5: That's
4: yep. where you, yeah, yep. we just got to yep. manage it so that we yep. come in, we graze it, leave enough yep. for yep. it to regrow, yep. and then go out. Most yep. yeah, like, like, well, so of this stuff's fairly simple, and un- yeah. I know people sometimes overcomplicate <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just grow, grow plants. Just grow plants, it <laughs> works. Yeah. So
0: there. Gabe's had to help us design a mix, didn't you? Can do that. You might have said that.
2: I, I picked up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they helped. I offered <laughs> to design a mix. So. <laughs> One of the guys right. coming
3: tomorrow is with lunch tomorrow. For those of you who won't be there, yeah. is going to be a steak and salads and sandwiches provided by Upper Murray Seeds, the guys that are yes. the seed merchants we use in yeah. Tamworth. Yeah. 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 Um, and they can. Tell you what's available. I find them really good. I, I chased him for some sun hemp that I was going to put in this brew here, and it's it very just,
0: expensive.
3: It is not cheap. Yeah. Um, but he did. It, the, the, I don't think you need much. We don't need a lot. Yeah. But yeah. the only reason that we didn't use it was because we had a, a, a getting it here in time for me to get this in because yeah. I wanted to get this in as soon as possible. Well, we
5: were going to put sun hemp in this um, in this brew, but. My sort of thinking too was to actually put it in my winter mix as well to give me a a nitrogen boost at the start because we're still warm in March when we usually plant out.
1: How warm? You got to be tropical warm for yeah. some sun hemp to oh, work.
5: Would even yeah. like see? see I, I
1: quit using sun hemp because I'm just too cold. Even though you know, even though our summers will be 90 degrees Fahrenheit yeah. and that, but. Once we start cooling off, sun hemp just doesn't amount to much. It, you gotta be really it's gotta be really wet and really warm. And Weird. I don't think Why you guys have t- <laughs> twenty three inches moisture. Yeah. Yeah, sun hemp isn't gonna work. It's gonna
0: probably
3: so, do more here. because yep. our predominant rainfall yep. in spite of what you're looking at now. Yep. We start really raining November. Yeah. December, yeah. January. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yep. And we that can average
3: sun. seventy mils a month. Yeah, that'll work. And that's, yeah. that's where the thought process was. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Well, yeah.
5: we'll have
2: to
5: return well, on just go science. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just go back to the <laughs> drawing board on that one? <laughs> Try <laughs> your life for you for next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> well, I've got three bags of this
5: coming, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've
5: forgotten what he quoted me for
1: it, but it wasn't cheap. Oh, See, right. we it's, can get yeah. Sunamp for
0: that's
1: $2, Colin, maybe. $10 bucks a kilo. What ten is that? It
3: 10 think it goes Was it $10 a kilo? Yeah. Yeah, t- about the same price as tillage radish, because tillage radish
4: is about that. Yeah, but uh, like if it's a trial, you need it not too expensive for people to think, well yeah. I can, I yeah. can, can well use that. that's exactly right. Get, uh, get as cheap as you possibly that's can. That's why I'm saying yeah. use yeah. the species. Because yep. what's popular
1: here, sorghum sedan, you can, sorghum, to to Sudan, you can sure. get, right? Yeah. Millets, millets so there's got to be some millets you can get.
4: People are already growing. Yeah. Yeah. Up your way, Lab Lab should be good, in that summer mix.
5: Yeah, yeah, yep. we, we Lab-lab had beans. Lab Lab, cow peas, yep. burgundy bean.
4: Yeah, burgundy bean are good, in there. Um Yeah.
5: Then we had the sun hemp, we were thinking uh, plantain or chicory
4: chicory is a perennial. Yeah, they're both both perennials. Yeah, I'd I'd leave those two out. They're They're perennials. What about sunflower? Put sunflower in. Sunflower would be good. Okay. Um, Deep
2: taproot.
4: Or if you can pick up some cheap cheap. corn.
2: Cheap,
1: but the problem with corn is it doesn't like a mix. You know, corn doesn't like competition. In order for corn to really get established and growing, it it just, its roots cannot really be in contact with much else besides mycorrhizal fungi. So we've the only place we're using corn in covers is, is in very low diversity and where it's the predominant grass like you're not going to put corn and sorghum sedan in the same mix yeah okay. it just doesn't amount to anything thank you yeah that's
5: good yeah. Tonight. good
3: tonight. yeah
0: um, plus corn, corn seed I can be pricey you know
2: yeah the
0: crimping gabe said you know. don't worry about it didn't he yeah.
2: the cr- what about crimping, is-
0: crimping the cover out no. to plant into just no plant, you're plant just you trying
1: to roll the stubble down they were going to yeah. crimp the stubble yeah. down and I'm yeah. like oh I before think. you started yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think that's going to be much major benefit because first I know, there's, a, there's, the
3: there's a burning yeah. urge to buy to buy something a
4: crimper yeah. no I don't buy a crimp you
2: don't put well, it this way we were hiring we were hiring
5: we were hiring but it's exciting you've yeah.
0: got to put some cool machinery
4: around
5: get people focused on animals
2: which might be a big challenge with some of that
5: crummy right now well, Although, we were above. discussing yeah. that, yeah.
2: But I mean, now
1: with technology, yeah, warming, I tell you what, stuff. we got Is guys it? in the states who are irrigated crop ground yeah. and they're going to livestock and covers more yeah. money, more yeah. profit. Yeah. And, yeah. and these are guys who have 100 years of no animals on the place.
0: Uh, Jimmy and Justine are contemplating bringing animals back into their system. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I've got neighbors who they will never consider having an animal on their place, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't even bother with them. I yeah. mean, they're not going to... Sometimes death is the only thing that'll that
2: will cure
1: them. You don't worry about it. I mean, if they don't want to be helped, I'm not going to help them. Because that's the
2: other theory, guys. Is compaction.
1: That's all they're yeah. worried about. Oh, so
4: got to make on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: We've so done compaction trials on our operation. What we're seeing is we take samples before the livestock are on, high stock density, why they're on, 48 hours later... It lasts about till the next rainfall event. And a cow can put down about 27 pounds per square inch pressure, I mean that's not much really. Plus, you're walking on a living plant. So, you got that cushion there. It's so near the top that it happens. Next rainfall event is gone. we looked at all these fields, and to me, that looked like major compaction from that equipment. I mean, there's ruts that's deep. And they're worried about a cow? Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. But I think,
6: and there's been work up at Wariota, which is only 40K sort of east of us, that proved all what you just rattled off then about the localized Mm. sea. Yeah. The the problem I see in the early stages of people bringing cattle back in if they're only just sort of playing around on the edges of this is the egg. Too long. they leave them too long but they also the ground is probably badly degraded Degrade anyway up. more than they think yep. like and, oh, yeah. you yeah. know we run cattle so that's yeah. what we do and yeah. um, actually some compact like some footprints in the paddock's not too bad because it yeah. actually gives you some wonderful relief catches some water breaks it up <laughs> but to them to look at a paddock that's going to have that in it and then go how the hell do i get my crop in yeah. Yeah. they'll throw yeah. their hands up but where you, you know once i reckon once you had a healthy paddock where you had a lot of yeah. you know organic matter but, but in, if that's and the right.
1: case then they bring sheep instead of cattle. Mm. yeah you know yeah. i understand what yeah. you're yeah. saying yeah. there's yeah. a way. Did, did you do the infiltration tests on the soils where these plots are gonna be double ring infiltrations? We haven't Not done any yet. No. But that's, that's, that's you need be done. to do that that's beforehand. Got to be done. You need to do that with the GPS point so you can test the okay. same <laughs> point. What? You got the <laughs> yeah. That will be done post harvest and do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need that because okay. it's huge. Because once they start seeing the difference in infiltration,
0: wow. Yeah. We've got all
5: the yeah. equipment there to
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
5: well that
4: was i think my
5: biggest thing is to
4: disprove the myth of oh my god you can't grow anything the animals in especially in your thing which is which is a trial are so critical for it because not only to drive just drive it all um uh and get create ground cover from the crop but also for income so if you start monitoring the amount of (laughs) Uh, like money you're making off those animals yes. plus the crop, well it, it'll add up as know, opposed it'll to a, bear make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you can do that easily if you want to just by weighing them, weighing the gains and you can calculate that yeah. as all your cattle. Yeah, know. that's right.
0: So yeah. what if we don't have like the maunders at the moment starting this trial, I don't know what will happen in a couple of years time, don't have access to animals, mm-hmm. do they? So it's a broad-acre do They don't farm? have access to animals. They don't, they don't have fences. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see that? So see that? See that fence there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much do you reckon it costs a kilometre, and how long does it take to
0: put up? Well, I just don't know if it's on their schedule. Well, he, yeah. No, but the question yeah.
5: he sent me was he, he, wanted, okay, he was interested about um, cover cropping with brown manure. so killing Ugh. it at, at the end. No, that's crazy. So what do we do? don't we have do? a living
1: root, so it's... Yeah, no. So what it's do we do then? Yeah. yeah, the biggest problem is, you know, the cash grain guys are just going to yeah, say, exactly. well, look, there was enough gain, I'm not going to try it. Mm. You
0: know? Yeah, so that's, what, that's, the, yeah. that's the crew that we're going to have trouble... Yeah,
1: stuck that way. But in saying that, the way to start then is through the pocketbook. Because what yeah. you can do is grow a cover, and you can actually test that cover crop as to the amount of nutrients in. Yeah. So that's and cycling into the system. Yeah. You know, you can test before, after, test the biomass. So
0: how do we get rid of the cover crop if we don't put animals on it and we don't want to spray it out?
1: Well what it's gonna we? be it's gonna be annuals that will like die. you'll have all warm seasons or cool um, seasons that well, will well die. Want to do the, problem the problem is, is you're gonna get the seed back. Yeah, and there's just no way around that though. I mean yeah, yeah, the only way I'll give you any. That'd so
2: maybe, yeah. so, so do like you said it. the okay. two year thing. Yeah, okay, but then, then you're really
1: process. gonna narrow down which species are in the mixes because they all have to reach reproductive state at about the same time in order for crimpy to work. To you know, and oh, okay. you gotta you gotta remove glyphosate from this for because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. you can't use that or it's you're just killing your biology.
4: And if they're already playing around with a bit of millet on that now. Yep. Get them to put a multi species crop into it's a millet and, and all that mix we spoke yep. about yep. just millet on its own. Yep. Put a big diverse mix in there and especially some legumes. Yep. Um, and well the and even maybe some brassicas but especially legumes and dra- you know, grass type uh, like you, the millet and sorghum, whatever they yep. want to want to go. So more diversity and then see what happens.
0: Yes. So but that might,
4: that's a simple way of getting creating the interest in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, where where it's you know, I can understand it's impractical for them to to so, to one way
0: animals. we were going to do that, well, we're still hoping to do it actually, is we're going to actually plant aerially in a standing wheat crop. crop.
4: What, can you say that again?
0: We're what? actually going to, t- to trial um, a paddock and we're going to just put the seeds on aerially. Right. Oh, aerially, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, a oh, in, a sta-
2: okay. in a standing wheat crop. Okay.
0: Mainly because. It was interesting because the landholder had this idea that they actually have a bit of a lull before harvest, yes. where they could actually do that. They could ah, actually plant be, it, be,
4: uh, have it in there before before yeah. they harvest. Now because,
0: that's not such
4: a silly idea because after if, harvest if, everything everything if, if,
0: shuts down. Actually, if it
4: adds up with, with yeah. the aeroplane costs and all that, but yeah, that that's, yeah. that's,
6: that's not well, a it, silly it idea. works out pretty similar oh, <laughs> in aeroplane costs
4: depend- to to plant it. Yeah, because yeah, you've got a jump start on you can you can do that. Like if they early. knew there
0: was a rain event coming. So we've actually yeah. got seeds sitting up at North Star near an airstrip. Okay. Because we're waiting for a rain event. Yeah. So he's sort of got two or three weeks left to yeah. go yeah. and he'll just ring us when... And, and yeah. I'm going to go up and film it. Um, because it could fit better into their production system yeah. to have that cover crop on and in before they harvest. Absolutely. Because like that then... Guy. I like it. it
4: no, you've got, like... Soils a bit like here, haven't you? Um, yeah, something. well, that's yeah. So, you, they'll, you'll probably get a reasonable result on that soil. Yeah. And also, what can happen, however, you get a, a, a mix, a multi species mix in yeah. there. Yeah, so that's
0: a multi species that's going
4: out what, there. And, and ideally, we want animals, but we may only be able to have animals on some of those trial sites. But yes. the people that have got animals well, and are willing to manage it. them well,
2: Yeah, you
4: need exactly. to do it properly.
2: Yeah.
4: But some of the others that are a bit enthusiastic. If you do something like that and get and get a cover in there, and then if you, you've got a good big standing green cover in February or March or sometime, get them to start working out or start working out the potential money making on the grazing of yeah. that. Okay. Just dry matter cuts. And, and just simple. So some simple, dry matter just, cuts. Yeah, or? yeah, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that and that's just simple um, uh, gross margin. Simple. Profit, profit. Yes.
0: So if you put animals on this, you will
4: make XML. You'll make extra money, and that's yep. n- that's not even counting the the um. all health benefits yep. you're going to get, and, and maybe you can measure that too. But well, you should you'll measure some of those. So that's yeah. just a bit of a few ideas. Okay. What's, What's here? You of... Notice the Platiness right away. It just yeah.
1: breaks off in chunks. Yeah. The other thing, when you look, there's not a lot of aggregates here. You know, he's not building any soil aggregates because there's no living root. Yeah. So he's not there's no way he's gonna increase organic matter in there and you've seen that. You
4: said carbon levels should have been 70. Oh, this country, yeah, yeah. most likely. Yeah. yeah, could have even been oh, And now, now been they're less like, than oh, yeah. one, I mean. Some know? of the I mean it, it, they could have been 20. I mean some of the early work done in 1840 by um by um, and he didn't come this far north. He was getting organic matter levels of 35. Organic matter, so that's about 20% carbon. Yep. Well, Oxley, yeah, who was one of the first
3: explorers that did a lot of work around here, went over the plains about 30 miles further north mm-hmm. and complained that the horses were bogging up to their
4: fetlock in what he called the moss. Yeah. Right. Which yes. was peat. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and sometimes yeah. was described as a vegetable mould, yeah. which is like which is like compost. Yeah. yeah
1: see how that's cracking and crusting that's all a sign that you know i bet you on a warm day this little temperature will be 140 to 150 degrees fahrenheit so there's just no structure here it's a black soil, you know. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, Beautiful Beautiful soil. Soil. I could change this soil in three years. Oh, yeah. Amazingly.
0: So yeah. that's one of my next questions. Yeah. How long does this take? If we want to see, if yeah. you went into it, hammer and tongs.
1: Yeah. yeah. On soil like this, three years, I can make major difference. Yeah. Am I going to eliminate all your synthetics or that in three years? No. No. Yeah. no. But in three years, you'll see. You'll see the difference.
6: Easily.
5: Yeah. yeah. Ours, What's I reckon, would take are, longer. I reckon ours. What are, take your longer. are your We soils don't have day? soils like this.
6: Now? No, what were they before you started? Like, what were your soils? What description would you have called?
1: Well, for? organic matter levels were 1.7 to 1.9. Infiltration weights were a half of an inch per hour. Today, my cropland is from 6.3 to 6.9% percent organic matter. Infiltration, I can infiltrate 2 inches in 25 seconds. Say that again. 2 inches of rainfall in 25 seconds. I'll be yeah. showing a video tomorrow of it. Yeah, and that's all taken <coughs> by scientists. Are they I red soils?
2: black soil? No, they're, they're
1: a loam, so they're going to be. When I started, they were just tan, and you know they were a dull tan color. Now they're black. Yeah, But, yeah. but I'll show photos.
2: Tomorrow. What's
1: the parent material? <coughs> we we were glacier. Glacier. Yeah. You know, okay. Glacier. So, so it's our glacier. Lowest A bit of everything. It's yeah. a loam. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because
1: yep. yeah. this everything. is all this is all basalt. Yeah. Um, the that's a good point. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm not oh, complaining. You know, to look at it, most people are going to look at that and say, oh, it's just fine. But yeah. that's what they're used to. They yeah. don't re- realize the potential of What's it, it. smell like, Craig? Yeah. It's got yeah. just a little bit of sponge to it. it. You know, it's bacterial because it's been.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not right. see, one of the things you run running into with it. it's a long time about water holding capacity and all this stuff and, and not storing enough water and all that.
2: Yeah.
4: And, um, that so they'll be worried about that and fair enough in a dysfunctional soil this is all the data has been collected on dysfunctional soil Soil it's just not not working right
2: yeah
4: and so okay on a dysfunctional soil you think it's difficult to to keep that subsoil moisture but not in a good soil not, yeah. no, that's I mean but and plants are the only things that will fix that yeah
0: And I think probably the problem with these soils is they're fantastic soils. Yeah. They've just been degraded. Well, they're
6: they're still fantastic soils. They are still fantastic soils. They'll
0: respond.
6: Yes. Yes, but they're still... Like, I suppose the reason we're sort of here is because our soils aren't fantastic anymore. Yeah. So we've got to... A real need to do something. Whereas the majority of your cropping guys, their soils are—they—they could lose a foot of soil, and still not be any different. And and you're right, very
4: forgiving soil. So
2: yeah,
6: yeah. 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 So what? What? You know, they're probably losing, still losing a fair bit of soil through erosion, and outside of losing the nutritional. value that's in that topsoil they've still got soil so right. they've still got lots of soil yeah well there, there's one of the where
3: it goes channel
4: yeah yeah and but most of the reason why they, the, yeah. they're losing nutrients it, yeah. it is is because it's it is dysfunctional and, yeah. and yeah. not cycling yes
0: correct there's plenty
4: of nutrients there that aren't yes. cycling you know yes. That's why you've got to keep putting more and more on. They're yes. not available.
0: Yes, exactly. Why not?
4: They can't re- retrieve them. Yeah. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this in the morning yes. to intri- almost introduce the game. I would have said the biggest issue with our soils for the cropping
6: guys is not the storing of the moisture, it's the retrieving of the moisture.
4: Yes. Yeah.
6: So they still store a lot of moisture. Yeah. They just don't retrieve it. And,
4: and my, my soil structure is that badly to get down there. Yes. Yeah.
6: And yeah. even in that soil of yours there Craig which is still pretty blocky, yeah. it was full of roots. Yeah. yeah. You know like we dug up big clods but they were still full of roots. Yeah. Whereas I you can dig up big clods on some paddocks and there's not a root inside. Yeah. there You can see
1: where the roots have got around them.
0: Any precision ag?
1: No, auto steer because I'm talking on the phone. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason being is I'm not applying anything. Yeah, so that's why not? I mean. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it has no, no relevance to, to you. Yeah. So are you completely nitrogen? You don't apply any nitrogen?
1: No nitrogen, no, no phosphorus, yeah. no potassium, no.
0: And you've never had to top up the system? No,
1: not yeah. since 07. and it keeps getting higher. It's just like what Colin had. Yeah, Same identical thing.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So Rates you don't have to buy any,
4: Nothing.
0: any artificial no fertilizer teas,
4: anymore? No, I no not even get the crop, but Gabe keeps telling me that yeah, uh, he I, just. He, I keep going. He said that um, whenever well, I put any fertilizer on my crop, I've got to keep buying in beer, and it's yep. yep. sending me broke.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> the beer. Well, yeah, well, I, I just tell
4: him it just proves that Americans
1: are smarter than Nazis. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's that's still that's using that.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, but one person has said well, actually, several people have said that if you're asking us to jump off a cliff by not putting on fertilizer, yeah, no, and I know that's a big mentality.
1: But that's shift. why I told you yeah. earlier: if it's, you're going to eliminate it, you know, overnight, you will have a wreck.
2: Yeah. You yeah. wean
1: yourself yeah. from it as soils improve. Yeah. Colin, soils are. Well,
4: enough that he doesn't need it. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Need it. and Doctor so Jones do you, tells do him the it? same. Is
0: it security
2: net? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. But I'm only
4: I'm only using seven kilograms hydrogen. of phosphorus and seven of nitrogen. So yeah. Yeah. why would I use it anyway? I mean, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why are you using yeah. it? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. And
4: they've increased all. I'm not talking about just NPK, but yeah. But all of the nutrients, and Christine Jones and I took uh, did all this work,
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and they've increased by an average of one hundred and sixty-two percent increased yep. some of them increased by 300 percent. yeah and that's without adding anything yeah so you don't need all this stuff
0: so cows. when you say cut it out realistically if you got this firing properly what kind of percentage do you cut out annually
3: you'd be using the same fertilizer regime i do
1: Cows. i
3: yeah.
0: no no but so you don't have cows no. and you said okay See, you're getting in, your... in the states
1: we have uh, a new soil test called the haney test which measures water extractable organic carbon and that's really the food that biology eats. Right. And Dr. Haney's able to tell you send a soil sample in, how much biology you have in your soil and how much of the organic fraction will they convert to inorganic. And then he gives you, you tell him your yield goals, whatever crop, and he'll show you, okay, here's how much you're going to get from biology. So you cut back X amount.
0: Uh, okay, so, so you, you actually don't, you're not guessing. Yeah.
1: So what I tell yeah. producers is you do, you cut back the amount that'll let you sleep at night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you do a trial. You fertilize part according to the conventional soil test. And then you start cutting back whatever you want. 10%, 20%, whatever. And yeah. then you see and you just wean yourself from it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that you'll get to where it's zero. But in talking many times with Dr. Jones, she'll tell you you'll get yeah, to zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because yeah. well, I asked time. her specifically when she was at my place. How many places are there in the world where... You're not going to be able to heal the soils to the point that, you know, you don't need any uh, fertility. And she says, Gabe, there, there is none where there's production agriculture. They, the fertility will be there.
0: You know? It's just a matter of getting it going. It's just
1: a matter of getting soil function going. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're after. How do we get yeah. soil function back?
2: Yeah. Now, where
1: we stopped at that field, you know, that soil might look nice. But really, you have to take into consideration they've probably lost... 80% of the carbon at least, 90 maybe, that they had. So they got a ways to go to get function back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, when I started, we were we had lost 75%. You know, so I had a long way to go. But it doesn't take as long as people think.
0: This podcast has only been made possible because of the Liverpool Plains Land Management Group. And in particular, I'd like to thank Craig Carter for allowing me to come and be part of his Rain Triple O project in order to build our project. Craig, like myself, feels that it's better to be working together and collaboratively when you're all in search of the same goal. He has kindly allowed us time to talk to Gabe, to be involved with talking to Walter Yenny, and he's made available all of the resources of the Rain Triple O project to our project also. The Rain Triple O project is also being supported by the federal government through the National Land Care Programme. It's been run in collaboration with the Northwest Local Land Services, Upper Mukai Land Care, and is also being supported by the New South Wales Environmental Trust. They've also had very generous supporters through local sponsors for each of their days. And obviously I'm a big fan because I've gone back for a few. (laughs) Anyway, get in contact with either of us if you'd like to know more. Thank you.